Hello everybody, thank you for uh, tuning in, downloading into uh, my podcast and as you uh, all know I made myself a promise at the end of 2019 that you're probably bored of uh, just listening to me talk so I invite uh, guests onto this podcast during 2020 to get some different insights and different views and what's happening in the world of sales, marketing, artificial intelligence, digital transformation, whatever we want to call it. And I'm pleased today, um, Matt, very kindly, from Conversica, has agreed to um, come onto this uh, podcast. Welcome, Matt. Thank you very much, Alex. Great to see you. Good. Great to uh, to be here. I've noticed some dogs running around the uh, central working office uh, we're in. Dog-friendly office is absolutely the way to go. Indeed, indeed. When we get to the day of artificial dogs and robo-dogs, I think we can all give up and go home. So, um, enough about uh, that. Uh, who are you? Who is Conversica? What is it that you do? Because it's not conversational AI, it's, as you told me off yesterday. It's not. Um, so... I'm Matt Antosh Lewis. I'm the EMEA and LATAM marketing director here at Conversica. And the product that we create uh, are intelligent virtual assistants. So, conversational AI is a term that lots of people will have heard and possibly use. It's a bit of a murky term and it covers a multitude of sins from the Alexa or Google Home Assistant you might have sat in your living room through to simplistic chatbots. Um, anything at all that is powered by possibly AI, but at least yeah, clever technology. Inverted commas for those of you listening. Um, yeah, lots of companies that are even describe themselves as AI or, or thought of as AI are really just clever. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's no intelligence there. Uh, so what we do specifically are intelligent virtual assistants. So these are AI powered, um, machine learning driven use natural language programming and understanding and generation, and they effectively sit alongside human members of your team uh, in areas of the business where you have conversations with the outside world at scale. So obvious examples being sales and marketing or customer success, uh, in higher education space, for instance, admissions, um, things like that. And the idea is that the intelligent virtual assistant who um, can carry out conversations via email and text and uh, various other channels in the pipeline in a very human-like manner, yet mm-hmm. to come across anyone who realises that they're not speaking to a human. And they do... And just to clarify, when we say <coughs> speaking, it mean, we mean it's not speaking as we're speaking. Not it's, voice. It's speaking yet. as in text. I mean, voice typing. is the, the long-term goal. Yeah. Uh, the technology isn't there yet to, we've all phoned up and had these sort of automated um, uh, booking systems and that sort of thing. It's not there to to replace a human yet, Mm -hmm. whereas via email and uh, SMS text we can. Um, And the idea is that in an augmented workforce with AI and humans working alongside each other, um, AI takes over the stuff that humans don't particularly enjoy and not good at, the boring, repetitive stuff. So in a sales situation, um, you've got leads coming in, inbound leads coming in at scale, reaching out to every single one of those leads. So you're getting 100% coverage, uh, emailing them uh, however many times is required to build an engagement and start that conversation. Yeah. And only when the uh, the prospect becomes what we call a hot lead and sort of a hand raise, yes, I'm very interested in your product, um, I'd like to learn more, have a demo, have a meeting, etc., then the AI hands over to a human. So the AI is doing that sort of repetitive stuff at scale, 
Uh, and then that leaves humans to do what they are good at, what they enjoy, relationship building, mm -hmm. creative stuff, closing deals, that kind of thing. Okay, cool. Um, we've mentioned AI quite a lot. Um, you've known me long enough. I'm an idiot. I'm not an expert. <laughs> uh, would you mind kind of uh, breaking down in your world what we actually mean by AI? Because you're right, it, it is. It now seems to be the catch-all for everything yeah and we know certainly uh, it isn't and it certainly it sounds interesting what you do and how you can and i think i've been on the receiving ends of some of these you know these, these, these communications where it's not a human per se but in in layman's terms in your world what is ai and what's it do without obviously giving away trade secrets yeah okay so <clears throat> i think the easiest way to explain the what's behind the ai the artificial intelligence is to contrast it with uh, a website-hosted chatbot, which okay. we've all been familiar with. You yep. go onto a website, the little box pops up in the corner, and mm -hmm. it says, hi, I'm Jimmy, or I'm Chatbot5000, or something. Stop how can image I, of the headset. Yeah, how can I help you yeah. today? Uh, and those, even a very clever one, um, and there are lots of brands out there, is effectively... Uh, taking keywords from what you type and matching it against a stock library of responses. Okay. Um, so the algorithm is just, you know, if you use the word complaints or the word opening hours or something yeah. like that, here's the answer that we think fits, right. which is why it's often clunky. Mm -hmm. Even if the tone is human-like, um, you can tell it's not. And even with the best ones on the market, you can very easily get them to a point where they say, sorry, I don't understand. Yeah. And you kind of get them stuck in a loop there. Our assistants are genuinely powered by um, artificial intelligence. They've got lots of years of learning behind them. So mm -hmm. they are taking your entire message. Mm -hmm. They're able to understand not just the keywords mm -hmm. and sort of guess the rest. They understand yeah. the entire context. They understand the tone, etc. Mm -hmm. And they are building and crafting responses from scratch. They're not pulling stock answers off the right. shelf okay they are as you and i would and yeah. are doing now yeah um forming a conversation based on what they know about the situation their vocabulary yeah. um and what the person is saying to them okay that sounds all very uh, skynet and terminator etc <laughs> etc et so <clears throat> can we try and then how is this i i appreciate this is quite difficult because obviously we we are talking but could we work through a scenario that some of the listeners may have already experienced or what kind of happens from, you mentioned that inbound lead, as yeah. well, what, what, that happens, what then happens? Sure, so we take our sales AI assistant, uh, which is our most popular product and our sort of foundation product. So <clears throat> you would come in as a lead, uh, yeah. perhaps you've engaged with the company, you went to speak to them at an event, or yep. you downloaded a white paper, or mm -hmm. you listened to a podcast. Yeah. Um, now you, the company could be getting hundreds. If you've been to a big trade show, mm -hmm. hundreds or thousands of leads coming in, uh, which you can't reach out to as humans. Certainly not uh, in any sort of at scale. Of as you scale. Said. And this, um, this would be someone filling out one of those autofill forms. Anything like express that. an interest. Yeah. You get there. We've got their email details. We all yes. go, oh God, we're going to get spams now. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, <laughs> delete, delete, delete. So that the person's done that at the front end. They, they signaled intent. Touched the company in some in way. In some shape or form. Um, and we, we've done a piece of research, which is effectively mystery shopping, yeah. that shows that most companies only follow up with about 40% of leads that hand raise. Yeah. Uh, so proactively show interest. Mm -hmm. And of those that they do, 
they'll reach out to once or twice and if they don't get a response, give up, when yeah. actually it often requires seven or eight responses. So the AI, mm -hmm. <coughs> the intelligent virtual assistant, who will have a name and a job title. Um, are, they, are, are they actually given you know, human So, choice? for example, um, our main assistant in the UK office here is Olivia Clark. Okay. Um, she has a job title and email address and email signature and mm -hmm. so on. Um, LinkedIn profile? She doesn't. Some of our customers have gone there. Um, and then there are customers who at the other end of the scale want to make it very obvious it's not a human and they right, call okay. it the... Helpatron 5000 right, okay. or something. Yeah. So you'll get an email from Olivia Clark or mm -hmm. whoever, and she will persistently reach out to you mm -hmm. until she gets an engagement. And she'll do that perhaps seven or eight times, but at which point she would yeah. um, sort of retire from, from the scene. Over what? Seven or eight times in a week? In a so day, um, in a... customers can set the um, schedule and the yeah. the, um, cadence, the cadence, yeah. absolutely. Um, so and and the cadence can also change. So perhaps the first two happen quite quickly, and then mm -hmm. there's a bit of a, a gap. So the first step is her reaching out persistently until such a time as the prospect responds to her. Yeah. Then we move on to the second stage, which is effectively her trying to get to her end goal, which in this case might be getting you to want to have a demo or a call mm -hmm. or a face to face meeting. So there'll be a back and forth conversation where she's trying to lead you in that direction. Yep. You know, for example, if you had a downloaded white paper, asking if you had any questions about it, is there okay. any other material she could offer you? Yep. Um, and then if she's successful, passing you over um, behind the scenes through your CRM or mm -hmm. marketing automation tool to the sales team saying, mm -hmm. I've been speaking to Alex, mm -hmm. he downloaded this white paper, he's really keen to learn more about the product. Yeah. Um, she'll also have set the meeting up with you. Um, okay. She'll confirm, you know, she'll go into a CRM, she'll pull out your numbers, and, you know, okay, can you meet Friday at 12? Is this the best number for you? Yep. If you were to come back and say, actually, I'm traveling that day, can you call me on my mobile instead? Mm -hmm. She'll update CRM with that new information and then email the sales guy saying, right, yeah, call Alex Friday at 12 mm -hmm. on this number. Um, then the third step is after that meeting's taken place or mm -hmm. scheduled to take place, yeah. she would reach back out to you, the prospect, yeah. not, not the internal sales guy, and say, just following up on your meeting. Did it happen? Okay. Did you yeah. get everything you need? Yeah. Uh, and if your answer in any way is negative, you know, the sales guy didn't turn up, I yeah. didn't feel like all my questions answered, yeah. then again, she'll go back in behind the scenes mm -hmm. within your company and flag you as a, a leader risk. You know, yeah. This is Alex, he said he was really interested, he wanted a meeting, didn't we didn't deliver. Okay. Um, so that's the case. So it's sort of three-step yeah. process. So yeah, it's about reaching out, uh, trying to get that engagement. Mm -hmm. Once the engagement is is takes place, you know, having that back and forth conversation, and that's where mm -hmm. the sort of real human-like nature of the conversation comes into play. Yeah. And then making sure you're a happy bunny at the end of it. Okay. Cool. So <clears throat> that all sounds very straightforward and easy but as we all know in the real world life isn't that uh, straightforward <laughs> and people are the worst right i spent five years in recruitment and selling a person is actually the worst product on the, uh, yeah. on the planet not of course all my existing my previous candidates and, uh, and clients but can you know because they're very you know we know this when people download a white paper let's take this build on that example it could be i'm just interested in actually what the research i have zero interest in you know conversco i have zero interest in actually in 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 any of this and I get a series of emails and I just choose to ignore them or I may even decide that they're, they're spam and then my spam filter takes over. At what point does Olivia or, you know, chatbot 5000 give up, as it were? 
or if someone turns around and says, bugger off, leave me alone, I'm not interested. Okay, so most of our conversation flows, the assistant will use seven or eight attempts. Yeah. At the end of that, if there's no response, complete radio silence, just walk away. Yeah. Uh, if you came back at any point and said you weren't interested, mm -hmm. or she receives a permanent out of office, mm -hmm or anything like that, um, then again, she will end the conversation and will um, reach out to whoever was running your account, the SDR, the mm -hmm. AE, and say, I've been reaching out to Alex, this is the, the most recent response I got, I'm going to stop messaging. Yeah. Um, at which point, if the assistant has got it wrong, and they don't very often, but you can then offer feedback and say, actually, in that situation, yeah. you could possibly have done this. Um, if it's a permanent out of office that names somebody else, mm -hmm. then they can take that information okay. and switch tack. Um, likewise, if it's an out of office saying, hey, I'm on leave. parental leave until, until blah. Blah. May yeah. the 23rd, make a note to come back and try then. But okay. uh, no, if you came back with it, I'm not interested, and mm -hmm. it's, um, they're very good at pulling out a sort of no, and then they mm -hmm. won't go back and sort of irritatingly go, oh, oh yeah, come yeah, on, sure. come on. Um, <laughs> Please. You know, the AI doesn't have an ego, it's very good at taking that. <laughs> the it AI takes a no for a no. doesn't have an ego. <laughs> oh, I like it. Maybe one day they um, they will. Now, of course, that's that's well, email and um, text chat. Does that include WhatsApp or was that just text? So, just SMS, text, and yeah. email at the moment. Um, other channels, you know, your WhatsApps and various other yeah. messaging tools are very much in our thoughts. Yeah. Um, Website-based chat also. Um, as in the pop-up box. As in a pop-up box, but using our um, same technology, our same technology yeah. rather than a sort okay. of a basic chat bot, but okay. the interface being the same. Because yeah. um, obviously the advantage of the assistants being able to reach you by text and email is that they can reach you anywhere at any time. Yeah. A chat bot, if you here and drop now. off, if you close yeah. the web browser or your internet drops out, you're yeah. lost. Um, lost to the to the uh, the chatbot so yeah so there we're definitely looking at other channels mm -hmm. and we'll continue to expand out and as technology okay. improves you know as i say voice is probably the holy grail of the holy grail of, uh, of everything and there there are you know now multiple there's a gartner piece which we share that um you know i think it's 80 all these numbers 83 percent of buyers now want multiple touch points and you know, to your point on the SMS piece, is kind of anytime, <clears throat> anywhere, and we, we talk about uh, social kind of stitching this all together so that actually you can, your prospects can have a conversation with you at any point, anywhere, anyhow, be it email, text, phone, face to face as we are now, um, be it uh, on kind of social outreach. So how how does the system kind of support the wider? cadences whatever they might be that a sales team might be doing or the fact that uh, that individual so let's say i download, download the white paper but i'm very much okay i've downloaded the white paper i now want to go and find somebody so i then come and find you on twitter linkedin wherever send you a connection request and then start that conversation i don't then want someone called olivia going well hang on a second i'm like three weeks into a conversation with, with matt are you guys not talking yeah. to each other <coughs> okay very good question so our uh, oh, Conversica can be used as a standalone product. Yeah. It would usually be used uh, integrated into your CRM or your marketing automation mm -hmm. platform. So, for example, I myself yeah. use Conversica via Salesforce. Okay. Uh, so, absolutely, um, as long as your, you know, your marketing automation records and your CRM records are up to date yeah. and 
in this instance, I'm putting in, I'm speaking to Alex in this conversation I'm having here. Yeah. The assistant doesn't reach out okay. because she knows that yeah, the conversation is okay. not going. Yeah. Likewise, you might have a cadence where at certain points of the conversation you want to. So okay. um, we have a re-engage skill set, mm-hmm. which is utilized where um, you've got a long buying cycle and perhaps someone's in that and then it starts to sort of slow down. They've gone past the sort of the uh, initial flurry of exciting marketing yeah. content and they're just sort of starting to slow down and get bogged down in the funnel then the assistant can reach out and sort of re-engage and reignite okay. that interest so absolutely the we're very um, cognizant of the fact that the AI shouldn't be tripping over the humans the human, and vice versa and vice versa I guess yeah, yeah. but to your point that, you know, that's when us humans get in the way because it relies somebody actually making sure that you are putting information into Salesforce the marketing automation platform is talking to CRM and you know this kind of merry-go-round of data yes. is actually all starting to um, uh, to sync. Cool. What uh, again? Um, you know, I I work very much in you know we as an organisation deal ignite across all sectors. My sector is primarily kind of you know professional services, although I do work with tech companies. You know, what industries are you seeing um, successful uptake yep. in this supporting? I think you use the term kind of the augmented. Augmented workforce. workforce. So we're industry agnostic, first of all, so our product can be applied anywhere. Um, Where we see a lot of success in the UK, and we've been in the UK since January 2019, Mm -hmm. we're seeing a lot of success primarily in tech and telco. Uh, And I think a lot of the reason for that is uh, people who work for tech companies are obviously already versed with tech and what's out there and they're more open to That's exploring a big assumption to make, but yeah, other okay. tech. Um, <laughs> and telco is just somewhere where we we found initial success and obviously yep. success that gets success because you get your references and, yeah, yeah, and so on. In the US, where we're a more established, mature brand, mm-hmm. obviously tech again, we have a lot of joy with sports teams. Um, okay, interesting. Because you, know, you, know, you imagine you've got a American football team yeah. with a match every week or two weeks yeah. um, and thousands of fans that you might okay. have yeah, yeah, yeah. previously you want that to reach sense. out to and engage with yeah. higher education and mm-hmm. admissions is is a big one for us in the mm-hmm. United States um, and then customer success again across all verticals um, interesting enough where the company started out is within the automotive dealerships right. space so a um, little bit of a history lesson, if I'm permitted yeah, to have a sure, tangent. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the company started out, a guy, Ben Brigham, up in Washington State, decided to, um, he was sort of looking at car dealerships, obviously mm-hmm. he wants to sell cars, yeah. um, and people posting on things like Gumtree or Craigslist, yeah. asking about cars, and he thought, someone needs to sort of effectively matchmake yeah. these two people. So he was finding a way to take people who are posting about wanting to buy a car mm-hmm. and putting them in touch with people who wanted to sell them a car. And then he thought, there's got to be an easier way to do this. Yeah. So the AI originally came about as a mechanism mm-hmm. to seamlessly go out and source those leads and warm them up and pass them over. Yeah. And then very quickly, the AI mechanism itself mm-hmm. became more interesting a product than the yeah. actual sort of finding the leads and matchmaking sales. Yeah. So it went from there. So... Although we've expanded way beyond that now into uh, assistants that sit in many parts of the business from customer success to revenue collection to higher education and so on. 
Um, automotive dealerships are still a really big part of our business, particularly in the, makes sense, in the right? States. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's a very simple, repeatable model. Yeah. Works at scale. Um, so, yeah. So that'd be somebody that's BMW, Chrysler, whoever, and going, I'm interested, you land on the website. Even a, oh, I guess even a dealer. doesn't matter. Yeah, dealer so from OEMs and sort of individual dealerships okay. yeah. um, who will buy, um, we tend to offer two assistants that sit within an automotive dealership. One mm-hmm. is the sales assistant at yeah. the front of the business and then a sort of customer success. So yeah. you, you get them to buy the car and then the assistant is then reaching out. The follow-up and the service. Yeah, do you want to buy a new car? Do you want a service? Do you want these optional up- upgrades? And that's the thing. So... Yeah, so in the UK, mm-hmm. obviously where I'm focused yeah. um, and where we're sat now and in, in Latin America, it's tech, telco and automotive are on the main markets. markets. Yeah. And um, size, a sweet spot of, I mean, you know, is there such a thing as a sweet spot, but you know, where, 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 do you, where do you best fit in terms of the size of sales force or organisation? Yeah, so again, we're sort of agnostic as to size, although with a caveat, there is a sort of minimal minimum size yeah. um, because you know, to be quite frank if you're a small business and your inbound leads are in the single digits or tens or mm-hmm. even low hundreds that's volume you can manage with yeah. a small inside sales team yeah. it's when you start getting into the hundreds and thousands mm-hmm. that you just can't scale yeah, and that's when you start leaving leads and you are knowingly leaving leads yeah, on yeah. the shelf so that's where the assistant mm-hmm. comes in. So we do have quite honest conversations with people yeah. who reach out to us and they love the product and they love what it can do. And we say that you're, you're probably not going to get the ROI. You'd be yeah. better served by just investing in your just human hiring, team. Just so, hiring an actual person. <coughs> exactly. So, um, yeah, so there is usually a sort of cutoff in terms of inbound lead volume. Mm-hmm. Okay. Stats. Uh, give me some numbers because we all talk a good game around uh, <laughs> this. But, you know, when the rubber, when the rubber hits the road... Um, Pre, Pre-Convertica, post-Convertica, what's the sort of uplift that we see? Yeah, absolutely. So some of uh, what well, our customers will come through um, with a number of stats. Um, the ROI is really easy to divine, um, really fortunate to work with a product where it's so sort of obvious both to ourselves and our customers. And the typical stats would tend to be sort of uplift in MQL volume. So for example, new voice media, uh, who are part of Voyage. MQL, just for those that don't know, Marketing Qualified Leads. Marketing Qualified Leads, so our definition and a sort of fairly industry standard being a lead that's come through marketing, has gone into sort of inside sales. Um, it's at the point where marketing would hand it off and say, this person has done enough for us yeah. to judge that there's a level of interest there. Um, so New Voice Media have mm-hmm. a 10% uplift in MQL volume and £2 million influence revenue off their... Of their assistance, uh, but we have other customers, the likes of Scalark and Epsom, that have between ten and twenty times ROI on um, what yeah. they're putting at the top. And obviously, Scale is our friend. The more yeah. you put in the top, Indeed. the more you're getting out the bottom. So absolutely, yeah. and we find you know similar numbers internally. We're very heavy users of our own product. Yeah, well, you've got to eat your own dog food. And exactly, and drink your own champagne. Whatever your favourite. Um, that's some pretty pretty interesting. Um, Stats there, and yeah, much I guess, yeah, you know, you're right, more at the top, more at the bottom, provided you've got a good sales team that can um, convert. But then the idea if they're marked and qualified, they should be kind of qualified enough, they're, they're ready to have that buying conversation, as it were. Yes, and that and that's the age old conversation, you know, the um, 
the assistant isn't going to solve all your problems if you've got a poor setup and you're yeah. hunting in the wrong place and the leads you're bringing in, you're not scoring them correctly. You know, yeah. they can only work with what they've got. Mm-hmm. Um, the advantage they have and the power they can give you is, yeah, making sure that every lead that comes in is mm-hmm. is properly addressed. Cool. And do you does your platform talk to most other platforms out there in terms of you know, marketing automation platforms, Salesforce, CRM platforms. Yeah, so um, we're the only company in our space that is approved on the Salesforce App Exchange. Cool. Um, we integrate very nicely with Pardon HubSpot, yeah. Marketo. We were Marketo's technology pa- technology partner of the year for 2019, yeah. uh, which is a great award. That's one of those, mm-hmm. not one of those ones where there's sort of 50 winners of that. There is one single global technology partner of the year, so that was us last year. Um, so those are really strong integrations and where most of our customers who come in that's where they that's where they want us to be integrating but of yeah. course you know Eloqua and mm-hmm. MS Dynamics and, and the others the out there aspects. we can absolutely you can play, yeah. you can play with okay. and then in the automotive space you know they obviously have slightly different um, yeah, I don't know at all so. <laughs> yeah, I won't bore you with the details but <laughs> again buying a car I don't yeah, know the space, all, all the major if you're players in the automotive space you can connect with Matt you absolutely can we will work with your they, your favourite you can help um, fascinating now I'm going to put you on the um, on the spot yes, please do you know we talked about the, what, what, you know, where is this all going we're talking about voice AI sales, and if I digress a little bit, you know, we've got SkyQ at home, right? So I've got a two year old, and you know, he shouts at the controller, you know, the highway rat or stick man, which he's obsessed with because he's watching me just go YouTube or Sky One or um, or or whatever it is. You know, that is, I guess, nirvana for everything around that we uh, that, that we do. But if we just take a kind of a, just a step back a bit and focus on sales. Where do you think we're going to be in sales in the next decade? We're 2020, so let's do a 2020, 2030 vision. Because I think, again, is it Gartner says that this year your spouses are going to have more conversations with chatbots than you and that it's the end of sales, sales, you know, you look at sales engagement platforms which start to automate inverted commas. I don't know, you may even be on a sales loft or an outreach where they come in and you literally, like, almost you just follow the instructions of to do what's, you know, what's what. How does how's the salesperson having to adapt to this new world order and where do you think it's going to take us? Interesting. And it's all changing so quickly that to yeah. look, look even a year or two ahead is tricky, let alone 10. Um Obviously, AI and will mm-hmm. become more ubiquitous. I mean, it already is. By the time you've left the house in the morning, you've probably interacted with AI a dozen times through your yeah. phone alone, let mm-hmm. alone with, with anything else around you, possibly without realising it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> in terms of sales, uh, I think a lot of the sort of doom and gloom of sales jobs being wiped out mm-hmm. by AI, I don't think will come to pass. You know, We're yeah. very clear that our product... Uh, if used well and delivers mm-hmm. results, actually increases opportunities for salespeople. So you've yeah. got more leads to be dealt with. You need more sales teams. And AI doesn't close deals. You know, you can have an AI assistant. You can have, as you mentioned, the likes of Salesloft and Outreach and other sort of automated systems for your your sales teams. But at the end of the day, what closes the deal is the human relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, being sort of creative, especially if you've got a product with a you know. A, a larger sales price and a longer sales cycle, yeah. you can't automate that relationship. Right. Um, there are certain 
parts where you can, mm -hmm. you know, marketing automation perhaps at the top of the funnel, but there's still absolutely a need for human creativity. What I hope, and I tend to be more optimistic about uh, the rise of AI in sales, but just generally, is that we'll see, like we mentioned earlier here today in our conversation, more of the boring, repetitive, yeah. cold elements of your job mm -hmm. uh, will be automated because the AI, in so much as the AI can enjoy anything, you know, gobbles that stuff up for breakfast. Um, you know, where what I would like to see, you know, internally, what we're striving for is that um, my SDRs are being handed leads by Olivia or mm -hmm. one of her colleagues who um, have been warmed up and yeah. are ready to convert. And obviously, not all going to buy from us. Yeah. Um, someone can be interested, in, but only a little bit interested, or mm -hmm. interested but not have budget or whatever. But um, yeah. certainly, yeah, want to take the the drudge away from them. In fact, we have a, a slogan that our US teams use, which is AI does the grunt work, so you can do the great work. Um, AI does the grunt work, so <laughs> which you can do the great work. Is a little bit sort of <laughs> cheesy for um, people on this side of the Atlantic, but you know, it, it speaks to what it does, and that's where I see the future of AI making our jobs easier and more enjoyable. And what a positive note <laughs> to um, uh, end on. Before we do, uh, if any of my listeners want to uh, get in contact with you, how, where, why, what, I'll post links on the on the podcast as well. Absolutely. So I'm in all the usual places. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn, Matt and Tosh Lewis. I'm on Twitter as the bow seat. Um, rowing reference there yeah. uh, and of course you can find us on conversica.com reach out to us and who knows perhaps one of our assistants will reach back out to you <laughs> I might have some fun <laughs> um, Matt thank you brilliant really appreciate you giving thank me, you for having your, me. Um, uh, your time today uh, all you who are listening to this uh, as ever thank you very much indeed for taking the time out of your day night wherever you are in the world to um Listen, I hope you found that insightful, enjoyable. If you want to be a guest on this podcast, um, hit me up. If you want to recommend anybody you think should be on this podcast, then please let me know. Otherwise, uh, enjoy the rest of whatever it is you're doing. And until next time.